Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's federal law enforcement agency. I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hi, welcome, welcome to True Crime Archives this week, everyone. Dad, what are we what are we talking about today? Something a little more recent, right? Yes. In fact, um started in 2019 and the final disposition was November of, of 20. Right. So this is a recent one, not another <laughs> older yep, case. This is, you know, the story of some frat boys screwing up. So I'm just going to jump right into it. In 2019, Antonio Cialis was a freshman at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York. He had graduated from Ransom Everglades High School in May of that year in uh, Miami. Antonio played soccer and was liked and respected by fellow students in his short time at Cornell. On October 24th, 2019, Antonio had dinner with his mom at a restaurant near the university. It was actually a parents weekend and his mom had gotten there earlier in that day and his dad wasn't due to arrive until the next afternoon. At 8 p.m., Antonio left dinner telling his mom he had to finish a school project, uh, but that he would meet her at 10 a.m. the next morning at a bookstore on campus. In reality, he had been invited to a fraternity party at Phi Kappa Psi. A friend who had played soccer uh, put Antonio's name up to be a potential member for this frat, so he had received a special invitation. He was told he would be picked up at 8.30 and driven to the frat house. Now, this party was referred to as a dirty rush and called Christmas in October. This was a tradition for Phi Kappa Psi where they recruited members by, ba- by making them go through seven different themed rooms consuming a lot of alcohol. Now fraternities are not allowed to recruit freshmen before their second semester but this rule is often ignored hence the name Dirty Rush. Um, the next day when he did not show up to meet his mom uh Antonio's mom went to his dorm room to try and find him. She called his friends and eventually went to the Cornell police station to report Antonio missing when she could not get a hold of him. And on October 26th, after a huge search, police drones found Antonio's body at the bottom of Fall Creek Gorge. The autopsy would reveal the cause of death to be blunt force trauma. Yeah, I guess this this gorge is pretty popular so if people know about the area they know know this gorge it's it's huge got running water it's a place to go scenery take pictures that kind of thing it's It's like two big waterfalls right it's pretty treacherous yeah yeah essentially there's a bridge there too so it's pretty popular yeah and it was by foot would have been like 25 minutes from campus from the fraternity house from the fraternity house right uh basically you know he is going to this frat party. Mm -hmm. It's a dirty rush. So it's like a, I guess in the freshman's mind, probably like a pre-rush. They're getting in early. They're excited. And it's a big drinking night. A lot of hazing Mm -hmm. is going on. (laughs) So as I mentioned before, Dad, there are seven rooms. So I'm going to go over some of those rooms. Yeah, just to paint a picture of what kind of crap was going on. Right. So they're at the party. They're broken up into groups of, it was like six people. Um, And then 
one person from the fraternity is taking each group through each room, mm-hmm. right? There is the tropical room. So they have to limbo under a stick. And while they're like bent over limboing mm-hmm. with their head tilted back, a sorority uh, woman would pour alcohol down their throats. And then there was a pong game going on in the room also with more alcohol, which I was just mm-hmm. assuming, you know, beer pong. Next is the beer room. You probably assumed correctly. <laughs> yeah. Next is the beer room where two teams compete competed against each other to see how fast they could chug beer. And then they're held upside down over a trash can filled with water, having their heads submerged and then more beer chugging to follow. So that mm-hmm. one was a little intense. The wine room, uh, they played a dice guessing game and then chugged wine from a pitcher. Next is the Jewish room set up to look like a bar mitzvah with pyramid, a pyramid of glasses with vodka and beer that the freshmen had to drink. Mm-hmm. Then there was the milk and rum room where milk and rum were mixed together and each group had to see who could drink it faster. There was also cookies they had to eat. Um, and then there was the Santa Claus room where someone is dressed as Santa. Freshmen have to sit on his lap and he says if they've been naughty or nice, which would determine the type of alcohol that person had to drink. And before leaving this room, they had to finish a full bottle of vodka they were handed. It was like their Christmas present in quotation marks. Um, And they could not leave that room until they finished the full uh, bottle of vodka. I think I said that. And then the last room was the lounge, which was just more shots of alcohol and whipped cream. So that's that's the party that they're at right now. Yeah, well, it's it. I don't know it was a party. They're well, being directed yeah. to go. Okay, go to each room. W- was there anything? So they had to finish this, and then they get in the uh, fraternity earlier. Is that what that thing was all about? It was kind of unclear. It was yeah. definitely a dirty rush. So I don't know. I I don't really know much okay. about Greek life. I don't know. Yeah, the and, qualifications. And, but okay, so hazing. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. It's not allowed. It's illegal. So, so right off the bat, there's wrongdoing. There's there's potential criminal activity going on. And he was 18 years old. He was drinking, mm-hmm. so somebody was giving him that. It was so, all so that's too. that's a crime too. Yeah. If somebody's over the age of twenty-one giving them alcohol, that's a crime too. So right off the bat, there's stuff going going on. This fraternity also earlier that day or the day before had mm-hmm. actually had a uh, disciplinary hearing from another They're party. Pending, <laughs> right? Jesus. So they were told to cancel yeah. that. Like they were not supposed to be having this yeah. Christmas in October. Uh, when I was started investigating, I used to I had a saying. Where bad stuff's going on, more bad stuff is going on. Right. <laughs> kind of common sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet these people rallied up and didn't talk to the police, too. He had been given a ride to the house, uh-huh. right? Okay, so he got to the house with, so with somebody. So his friend had in, is was the one that had invited him, that had put his name mm. up, right? So he gets a text message. They're like, hey, meet us here, and we'll pick you up and take you to the house. He gets a ride. However, once all of the rooms are completed, they're not given rides home. They're kind of just... They just let them go? Right. Okay, so so this thing seems to end all together, and everybody just, just goes, and he ends up at the bottom of this gorge. Right. Oh, okay. Got to be witnesses. So he just, yeah, just walks away, and okay. no one and really... He, and he's found dead. How did they find him then? His mom, when she can't get a hold of him, remember I said she's supposed to meet him. Mm -hmm. She goes to the police. They start looking for him. Um, It's a pretty common occurrence for people to uh, get drunk and 
accidentally fall over this wall or mm-hmm. uh, kill themselves on this wall. Like mm-hmm. it's a pretty common occurrence for there to okay. be bodies. So they uh, got out some drones and they're flying drones in the air and they do end up seeing a okay. body and that's how they find him. All right. Let's peel back this onion. <laughs> Is that just going to be the thing you say now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's doing So the Cornell police department, mm-hmm. basically campus police <laughs> no you know me i usually don't i always help try to defend the police um now campus police cornell university police department has 43 sworn officers mm-hmm. they're out on foot patrol bike patrol patrolling they have bomb dogs and under the directory uh, their website directory it lists all the phone numbers and it says investigations so there's a couple people I would imagine assigned to this. Like they don't have a detective bureau like traditional police departments do or anything like that because right. they probably just don't have a lot of a lot of you know major crimes. So why would they not bring in someone? Uh, maybe they did. I don't see any evidence of that. Uh, but yeah. maybe they have a couple people two two three four five five people that are uh, you know that are trained or do these type of things. Mm-hmm. So th- anyways, they're in charge of this investigation and they're looking into it. Right. So they do. A f- 150 witness interviews and 100 of the leads, it says in their press release. Right, which we'll get to her in mm. a second, but they don't talk to, I think, an important person. They we'll kind of left out. Okay, so there's a, a woman who lives like right oh, yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And yeah, they no, I, they I'm just saying, uh, based off their press release, they did a full investigation. I don't think I believe that. No, I know. So <laughs> it's when it's one That's year. My point. So this was um, 2019. Right, so and, it's a year and a couple months. And then. Their press release came out in November of uh, 2020, just recently. A year ago, yeah. And this is where they shared with a the family what their the results of the investigation. They're, they're saying in the press release they did 150 witness interviews and 100 other leads. I don't think I believe that from everything right. I read. Anyway, okay, so, ahead. yeah, uh, a few things to note. Okay, so when he's found, he has his wallet and his keys. He has his stuff other than his cell phone right his cell phone is missing they can't find the cell phone now when he had been at dinner with his mom he was wearing a white polo and a black his black high school uh, sweatshirt hoodie pullover and when they found him he was wearing the black hoodie but his white polo was actually up by the wall um, on a bush and it had throw up and a footprint on it mm-hmm. so was was the hit, the vomit his they Did didn't say if they tested it or yeah, not. yeah this is the thing we'll the shoe print though they do make a point to say that it does not match his shoes mm-hmm. or his feet his size okay so there's some qu- yeah i mean it's it's most likely the 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 vomit is his you know right he, he drank um about a year's worth of alcohol <laughs> via seven rooms, you know. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how anyone All at right. the party could be still alive. So the police are doing their thing. The medical examiner is doing their thing. What other leads do we have? What? I mean, that's kind of it. They uh, they go and talk to the, the fraternity. Mm-hmm. But pretty quickly, they all shut down. No one is really willing to help. And actually, when the president of the frat finds out that Antonio has gone missing, he goes into panic mode, you know, knowing that he that mm-hmm. 
it's kind of suspicious. They were coming from his party, knowing that his party was an illegal party. So he calls one of Antonio's friends and is like, you know, if anyone asks, he wasn't here. He starts, uh, you know, trying to cover up his tracks. And um, it should be mentioned when Antonio and the other freshmen showed up to the party, he makes a point to tell them, you know, no phones, no pictures, no videos. You were not here. This is not happening. This is not a thing. This this was never. Yeah, but I, I know it's just the the phone. You know, don't they have these services on the phone? Can't they identify where? You know, they could ping the cell towers and see where it was last used. That that right. kind of thing. So his phone goes dark after he, at the frat house. So okay. the last known location of his cell phone is at the fraternity house, uh-huh. and then his phone just goes off and missing. What did the and the president rallied everybody after this? Yeah, and he was like, "Don't talk," basically. Yeah. So he, from what I understand, what you were telling me, what I read, he was obstructing justice, mm-hmm. right? So again, golly, I, I can't tell you how many times we talked about this. the The quickest way to get the police away from you is is tell the truth. But they have there's something to hide here, right? There's something to hide here. As right. I mentioned, drugs, underage drinking. Provide an alcohol to underage, um, well, men in this case because it, it was a fraternity, uh, you know. So they have something to hide, and and they're already on um, thin ice. S- secret, secret, second secret probation. Ah, that's an old Animal House thing. Never mind. Um, <laughs> fraternity from the movie. <laughs> so they're already on in trouble, right? So they have a lot to hide. However, the biggest thing here is is somebody's dead mm-hmm. right so do you see what happens when when people like uh, it seems like i always talk about this they're trying to hide something else and so they get in trouble they're obstructing and they just make the police want to search more however i'm not sure the police did much so they, they you know there's no cell phone and it should be noted the that obstruction of justice, and he never got charged with that, but he was obstructing justice. Most of these students also are uh, law students, and, right? So they probably said, "No, thank you. I don't want to talk." Yeah. Now the press release, the police department press release, um, said they don't know how he got to the gorge. They don't know after mm-hmm. he left the frat house. Again, that's that. From what I found. That's 25 minutes by foot to, to walk. So it would have taken right. them 25 minutes. So what's the timeline? So this, to me, there's a lot of unanswered questions, right? So they're they're yeah. doing their investigation and they're putting this all together. And then they, so then the medical examiner, they're coming up with their thing too. And what was the? So they come out and say that he did have a lot of alcohol in his system when he died. And he, the cause of death is blunt force trauma due to a fall from a height. Um, but that the manner of death because of that is accidental. So do you want to explain the difference between cause of death, manner of death? Yes. So the cause of death, that's the specific injury or the thing or the disease or whatever that, that caused your death. You know, blunt force trauma, mm-hmm. um, you know, stabbing, maybe a gunshot wound, maybe a heart attack. You know, again, the specific injury thing that happened. The manner of death, there's five of them, and it's either natural, accidental, suicide, undetermined, 
or homicide. So what this tells me is the police department, they were just not coming up with anything suspicious, anything to give the medical examiner any reason to suggest it's other than, you know, this guy has blunt force trauma and he fell he, he, he fell from the, the height and, and he landed at the bottom of the gorge and, and he died because of the blunt force trauma. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, I mean, someone could have pushed him. It could have been undetermined, homicide maybe, but, but it doesn't look like the police gave him any anything to help support that so he goes with well absent all that it's it's uh accidental why so why wouldn't he just go with undetermined then because uh, that's a good question i need to uh, we're going to follow up on this one because i'm going to do some yeah. requesting for records to see this because you know i just one year investigation like mm-hmm. what like i still have questions and they're only releasing the press release only g- gives so much information so and and I believe you're going to talk about how the family still thinks it's uh, the family still thinks it's some sort of foul play as well. Yeah, there's a civil suit mm-hmm. against all of the what are they called officers in the fraternity? Is that what they're called? No, just the, the all the it's all the, the leaders like the president, the vice president, the treasurer, yeah, the all board, those people. The, the board, yeah, the officers, forget, there's a specific yeah. word. I think it's officers. Mm-hmm. There's a civil lawsuit against all of them and the school and the school, right? And the fr- the, the fraternity also. So they're filing at the fraternity, those individuals, and then the school. I mean, th- they have a good chance because you know. Th- Several the, laws they were, were ha- actually they, right. Broken. They were hazing underage drinking, give them give them alcohol to the minor, and then a, a sort of a duty. So the fraternities are tied to the to the college, and there's some sort of duty or responsibility that mm-hmm. that the college bears some uh, um, some responsibility. So yeah, they're probably going to sue them. Um, well, so you kind of already gave it away oh, a little sorry. bit, Dad. So this case is uh, closed. Yep, you were just mentioning closed yeah because it's the manner of death is accidental right that's so the police really don't have any you know that the oh, oh medical examiner said um accidental so we're we're done no, nothing else there the theory was kind of that um you know he left the party and was walking and probably fell over he, d- mm-hmm. he didn't really know because he was so drunk like blackout he ended up walking to the gorge and just fell over which I have a problem with because of the shirt. Yeah, but. you know, the footprint thing, they have to, did they rule that out? Did they try to rule it out? And it doesn't necessarily suggest anything um, foul, but but why does he have someone else's, was it some, the shirt was back at the frat house, he had his shirt off and they were all, had their shirts off when they were doing this and somebody stepped on it? Sure, Maybe. but, but they yeah. th- there should be some sort of story that gets you there. You How know? would it end up with him? Yeah. Or, or, because they don't they, know that's or the thing. They, walk into they the don't gorge. know if someone was with right. him. Or they walk into the gorge. He had a sweatshirt off because he's drunker than all get up. And someone kicked him and he went down, banged his head. Then mm-hmm. they they were fighting. His shirt comes off. Then they put the sweatshirt back on him and throw him over. I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, they, they I want to get yeah. the reports on this one and do a follow up. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of unknown. Uh, the family wants to know, like, you know, why did he leave when he left? Why did he go the direction he went? Because as you said, it was a 25-minute walk. It was in the mm-hmm. opposite direction of his dorm. I mean, it was it's not an drunk, area so. he would have known. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, they want to know who was with him, who saw mm-hmm. him. So the friend, actually, too, the friend that had invited him, 
So he initially lied to police and he told them that he was not at the party that he had just invited him to, but he was actually somewhere else the night that night. Um, but it turns out he was actually a uh, sober monitor at the front door of the frat house. So he was, he was sober and he was there watching out for everyone is was supposed to be his job. So, you know, that's there, there was a couple people that changed their story and the police don't necessarily believe that everyone was telling the truth. And that's what I, I don't really believe that the police actually, I feel like I don't believe that they actually talked to 150 people because, you know, everyone at the party has been pretty closed mouthed about it. No one is talking. They've all lawyered up. They all haven't really said anything or if they have, the police feel that they've lied. So where, who else have they talked to? Because then that neighbor, that woman who lives right there came out and oh, said oh yeah, that no one talked to her. Oh, that's right. That's it. That's what I mean. So, right. So who did they really talk to? And then also they, so a police, police officer was going over the drone footage and they see, he sees what looks like a cell phone in the middle of the, like the a field area close by the gorge. But no one ever goes and checks up on it. No one goes out there to see what it is. He just is like, ah, that kind of looks like a cell phone. Yeah, the, there's, there's uh, certainly, you know, there's certainly some in, unanswered questions for me. And again, you know, the police department, are they even capable of doing this this kind of thing? Um, and actually, recently, there's been all kinds of deaths due to hazing at, at colleges. Cornell! Uh, yeah. in spe- it's like Cornell specifically. Yeah. And, no, you know, don't let that fool you. What? Don't let that fool you. What do you mean? Were you about to say it's a big popular college or something? No. Oh. I was going to say the the school has come out and said they have a zero tolerance oh, policy. Right, right, right. They've right. had the very first death due to hazing was in 1873 mm-hmm. and 2003, 2000, 2011, and now in 2019. And they continue, like when this happened, they were coming out saying, oh, we have a zero tolerance policy. We've, you know, upped our ante and dealing with it. If you've if you've really you know put more things in place, how come people are still dying? Right, and actually, so Cornell did do something. So the the police mm. here's what the police did do. The police referred it to uh, Cornell, the fraternity, and members of uh, the the chapter. Stupid. You you can go. How come they weren't charged? They broke well, laws. Right. You can go to uh, hazing.cornell.edu. Uh, uh, slash violations slash 2020-2021. And it talks about it. And they actually went through a pretty good, uh, you know, hazing, alcohol, um, you know, improper protocol for calling 911, things like that. So they disband this this, um, fraternity um, permanently. Uh, They also recommend... From Cornell. From Cornell, right. So, correct, because it might be another campus. Right. There were multiple violations of sorority and fraternity policies, including Hazen. The board also recommended that that uh, sanctions against the the um, officers, as you said, as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't. That's all internal. They don't. They don't release that. But but it did right. include it include sanctions, included suspensions from Cornell, deferred suspensions, probation. <laughs> reflection exercises and written reprimand so that's so that's what what they did it, it seems to me it seems to me the the cornell police were acting more in this particular um referral. i read that the actual prosecutor said he wasn't going to charge anyone yeah they they didn't have anything probably and 
this is i mean the police the the cornell police may feel that oh hey we got them barred they may feel that this is a win for them because maybe they're having problems maybe they have hundreds of calls a night and you know so they may feel that this is a win for them but nevertheless i I think so the family still considers they still think that there's foul play and they want to get to the bottom of it right yeah okay so we were just talking about the you know the university and the the executive director of the National Frat Organization, Fraternity Organization, organization actually came out and said, we continue to mourn for the family and friends of Antonio Cialis and support the university and police investigations into his death. So they seem to be supportive. I think that's... Right. Yeah, well, I think what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to follow up. We're going to request, see what, what kind of records we can get from the police department, from the uh, coroner's office, from, you know, prosecutor's office, whatever they allow public public records. We're going to see if we can get those. And at some point in the future, let's um, let's do an update on this one because I don't, I don't like, I don't, I, I just want to know what actually was done. And if they sort of overlooked, you know, were they inexperienced and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, because they don't really have a whole lot of information. All right. On like, you know, what he was doing, why he was there. Mm. So it's just kind of yeah. a whole big question mark. All right, well, this one's a different different one for us. Yeah. Um, but we really wanted to put it out there and highlight it. It, it is, you know, recent. So there could be people that know mm-hmm. oh, yeah. what happened or saw something. Um, so if you or you know anyone else who was, you know, in the area or who might have seen something or heard something you can go to antoniohelp.com it's www.antoniohelp.com and the family and I, be- I believe it's just the family that's running it they're taking tips for anything if you know or have seen or heard anything in right, connection bec- to this because the police consider this closed this is closed right it was a accidental death right so it's closed but the family wants answers they right. want you know there's not enough Answers. They, they're moving forward with the civil suit. Yes, they, there is a civil suit in place against uh, Cornell, the fraternity, and then the members, the officers right. of that. Yeah, if you, uh, if you end up talking to one of these loudmouth fraternity guys, you know, maybe one of them got kicked out of school and now they're at another college and they're shooting their mouth off, you know, get, what the heck? Give, you know, and what's the website again, Hannah? www.antoniohelp.com. I'll post it on the, okay, cool. the Instagram also. So this is an important one to get out there. We really wanted to highlight it and let everyone know because it is such a tragedy and so sad mm-hmm. that, you know, this this had this happened. Yeah. So we really just want to find some answers for the family. So again, if you guys know anything or have heard anything, just go on over to that website. And I, uh, let's... Uh, Let's hope we have uh, some updates. L- we'll we'll see. Look look for the future. Maybe we'll Hannah. You'll keep them updated on the um, Instagram. Maybe we'll we'll get some inf- information and we'll be able to give a better analysis. Right. All right. Thank you guys for sticking with us. This was a little short one this week. So if you are enjoying listening to us, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us we love hearing from you guys we read them all we really appreciate it you can also follow us on instagram at true crime archives podcast we post you know updates behind the scenes fun little things some sneak peeks and we you can find us pretty much everywhere you can find any podcast we're on stitcher now so any of the platforms that are made by stitcher so you can actually go to um anchor 
dot what is it anchor anchor.fm anchor.fm and you can leave us um, a message on anchor.fm leave us a message about this case what do you what do you think yeah you can leave voice messages or even just a written message yeah. um you can you know comment message us on the instagram we'll try and put yeah, it let in us here. know what what you think about this is it accidental or not i did we talk about what we thought i don't think we did i i don't think it was accidental i have more questions I'd like to get answered. So, well, All right. I don't think you. <laughs> All right, so. enjoy. All right, see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.